Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Russell Brothers Podcast with your hosts, Brad and Barry Russell, where we, along with our guests, will explore what it looks like to live the adventure in all aspects of life. As we follow Jesus in our roles as men, husbands, fathers, outdoorsmen, and businessmen, join us on the adventure. Well, what's up, everyone? So good to be back with you on Russell Brothers Live the Adventure. My name's Brad Russell. And I'm Barry Russell. And we're here today with one of our good friends named Mr. Reggie Beegler. And you guys are in for a treat. Reggie is probably the most passionate, intense person <laughs> I've ever met in my life and just a life full of adventure. Uh, you're going to enjoy this so much. So, Reggie, thank you so much for joining us today, yes. taking time out of your schedule to sit with us already, even before we uh, begin to record. We've already got just a, a whole bunch of just awesomeness from you. And so uh, tell us a little bit about life right now, uh, just what you're up to, family life, those type of things. Well, once again, my name's Reggie Bigler. Uh, I live here in Titusville, live most of my life here other than travel and work. Um, married to Michelle. We've known each other since high school. Um, I'm an active uh, life coach with a biblical approach now. Nice. So that's I've been a trainer for 37 years, but over the last eight to 10 years, I've been shifting and shifting. And, and now I consider myself a life coach with a biblical approach. I like that. Not using mine using his his promises his words yeah so that's kind of where i'm at and i'm good at it and and, and it's and it's the reason why i'm good at it is because i'm no longer injecting it it's it's purely god it's right. purely my relationship and i had to learn this backtracking a little bit more because i had a pretty serious uh, autoimmune disorder three years ago to where michelle pretty much had to take care of me i couldn't open up a bottle of water strength turn the car it just it got really ugly really quick and then it hit me like god did, did i boast too much like like i started blaming myself like you know mm. I, I knew it wasn't god but you know anything like that it's said oh but how did he get there how did he how did he get to do this to me and it took me a long time you know that 11 months and it doesn't seem like it's a long time but it's real for the person that's going through it, regardless yeah. of how long. Right, right. You know, and um, I sat there in the gym and just crying. You know, like, what do I do? Right. This is what this is what you've known. This has been your life, which kind of leads me to what I want to talk about. One of the first things, because Reggie actually spent some time um, on on a team on a show that we all know. All of our listeners probably going to yeah. know the name of this, but he's. Uh, he spent some years uh, on a team on a show called American Gladiator. So That's you guys right. remember that show in the 80s and 90s. And, and Reggie served uh, in, in that role as a gladiator. How, how long did you do that for? So about five years, right, total. Yeah, tell so us about is, that. This is kind of how it worked, okay? <laughs> so I wasn't in the original gladiators, okay? That started in the 80s, okay? I was in what they did is it actually deceased for a little bit. And then they thought they're going to bring it back, and they wanted to bring it to Florida because of theme parks and do a dinner show with the original gladiators. So at that time, you know, I was working construction, didn't make much money, but got to fish and hunt all the time. <laughs> That's a good life. Like, like it really, it really was. They made no money, but but life was good. And um, my cousin gave me a ride over there because uh, 
um, a business owner here in town, you know, found this uh, application, you know, that they're doing gladiator tryouts. But when we got there, we didn't realize it was contenders only. But they needed to hire two more gladiators to make a full roster. And I was considered a substitute, mind you. So I went through all this events and stuff like that. And long and behold, me and Tim get picked. You know, and I'm, it's an honor. Like, like I'm thinking, how many gladiators are there, right? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm one now. That's you awesome. You know, and uh, so that grew, right? And it grew to where I got to meet a lot of high-profile actors and stuff like that. Because, like you said, everybody watches this. So when they were in Orlando, they were coming, you know, to the show. And and, and so I got to meet the other gladiators and, and really became solid friendships with them. To, to this day, I, I was with uh, Laser in Colorado because he's in Denver now. So when I was just, out just there, recently, just, just two weeks before after Cuba um, and catching up with him. And now I haven't seen him. Now I went the year before I went to a 60th birthday party. OK. All right. But other than that, we only shared Facebook hunting. He's a Montana boy. And me and him, we were like the roosters <laughs> of the gladiators because we were actually on a smaller side. Okay, yeah. then the other guy. What was we that? What was that, Randy? What was um, the smaller size of a gladiator? 240. 240. Hey, that's me. Think I could take laser right now? He's 60. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you saw him, right? You'd be like, wow, oh, man. He's 60 So I went. This is what's really cool, right? You only get this in life. So his wife contacts me through Facebook and says, hey, Jim's turning 60. He, he, I, I, he talks about you from time to time. And he would love to see you. That's awesome. And they were in Oregon, Bend, Oregon. We were supposed to go to my daughter's anyway, so we changed the trip because my daughter canceled. And you know what the coolest thing was? Just like that. I haven't seen it for, we calculate, almost 25 years laid eyes on him. Wow. But we we did just what we're doing right now. We caught right back up. It's just like there's been 25 years in between us, but nothing's changed because of that relationship that was established, right? Yeah. And, and, and relationships are so important to where, you know, I started, as you both know, you know, I'm a member here and uh, they offered some biblical counseling courses. And I knew the teacher from previous problems of needing to go see him. Sure. And um, I uh, started going and, and taking a biblical approach, you know, and I didn't have that when I was a gladiator. Right. You know what I mean? I had a lot of blessings that I knew that were, you know, I associated, man, God, thank you for this. But there wasn't no value there, right? There was no direct connection of where it is like it is now. Yeah. And I could go on for days showing you stories of me riding bulls as a gladiator down at eight seconds, okay? <laughs> or going to Gatorland and wrestling alligators because of my work with John Tanner out at the Cape. I mean, yeah. I've got to do a lot. Awesome. Cherry Hill in California, whitewater rafting. You know, if there was adventure involved in it, I, I was first to say, me, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And, and, and they were all like, the ability aspect, because we're made perfectly, is a gift from God. But I, but, I, but I never thanked them on a regular basis, like I do now. And we got to meet so many celebrities and stuff like that. And we were, you know, talking about temptation, you know, it was that an abundance about, but I didn't care about that. Yeah. Because what I was doing was having so much fun, you know. And then I took a lead role in Disney. And I'm, to this day, the only person that's ever worked as a third-party contractor as a character. Hmm. Our, our One of our producers worked for Disney. for He retired for Disney. And he was head of production. 
So they, they were doing Hercules, and they wanted a real person. So they had the movie. They had everything. Wow. But no actor. I didn't know that. So that's all those, that character is me. Like, wow. I own the rights to that character. If they, if they sell a picture, they got to pay me. Still. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So it's the first time it ever happened, right? So then the Lord starts you know, kneeling on me, you know, with the Wish Foundation, you know, because you got to do that. And I'll never forget my mom. First time I went in there, um, the kid was in rough shape, tubes and stuff like that. And I peeked my head in. I, I left. I said, I can't do that. So you, were, you were there. You were there as a character. I, yeah, it was my job in, to do in it, costume, right? kind of yeah, making making their day. Like yeah, that, and 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 I left. <laughs> and, and who do you think I called? Right, yeah. I called my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I said, "Mom, I don't." She goes, "You get in that room." Yeah, she says, "You get in that room. And you do your best because that kid asked for you." Wow, yeah. you're his dying wish. That's crazy. Right. right? Wow. It, it wasn't like being the next icon or the next character and then fade out. This kid picked me, Hercules. Wow. Right? So how, you can't deny that. Hey. And then that led me to start doing volunteer work. So once again, I'm doing godly work, but I'm not giving the praise where it needs to be. Right. Right? And I'm thinking, man, I'm half foot in this thing, you know? Yeah. And I look back now and I said, I always had it, but it's just like it never really matured yet. But see, that's because God's got the ultimate plan. Yeah. Enjoying yeah. enjoying the blessings, but not necessarily fully surrendered. Absolutely. Sure. Right. Like that was that season of life. You God had his hand all over you, was giving you opportunities to enjoy things that, you know, most people will never get to experience. Absolutely. Um, and then you were enjoying that. And like you said, even even grateful at moments, but but not really surrendered uh, to right. to what he has for you. And and knowing you, we were just talking, Reggie, you know, uh, it's been just over two years since you and I have connected and been hanging out on, mm-hmm. on a more re- more regular basis. And and knowing you now, it's like, wow, man, like what I get to what I get to see and witness now as a man just as passionate. Yep. Um, but just surrendered, you know, yeah. and it's just an incredible thing. And so that was a journey you were on. Uh, that was a journey you're on. And, and really, so the gladiator, the gladiator opportunity opened doors to a whole lot more. It did. But it yeah. also it also caused um it caused a bad part of my life too. Um, I went through a divorce mm. and, you know, once again, knowing relationships now, it was, it was, it just wasn't discussed. The communication wasn't there. And my wife at the time, she decided that she, um, didn't want to be with a man anymore. And, um, but she told me because we had our own place over there. So a lot of times now I'm working Disney in gladiators same day. Wow. So, you know, three days a week, I just stay over there. And and my wife told me later on, says, you are living your dream. How am I going to, what right do I have to deny you of that? You know, right. and we were, you know, but it's like, no, you had to write, right? I know that now, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, so there, there was some turmoil with it too, but it just, there, but there was growth after that. You know what I mean? There was growth in it, you know, to, that led me to my wife today, you know, and, and we're 20 years, 18 yeah, married, yeah. but we're 20 years now. Praise mm-hmm. God. And, 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 and that, that was a definitely a God thing. I mean, because we had a friendship. We were together. I mean, I honestly can tell you this, guys, and it's hard for you to believe, but I'm telling you not from my conviction because it's true. 
we had a relationship, a non-sexual relationship for nine months to the point to where we even slept together in the same, because you'd go on. I, after Gladiators, I got to do a lot of events, you know, all over. So it continued, and at these celebrity events, I had a deal. Wife comes with me. You know? Right. And, you know, if it's a it's a two-way, not a one-way. And um, so she, it, it, we had that bond, and we connected. Like, we were done. We were like, listen, let's make this thing right. And I think because of the groundwork we laid in is where we're at today. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but Gladiators was an amazing part of my life that 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 I got to build a team of brothers that I still talk to today. I mean, I still visit. Uh, um, Siren, uh, not si- Siren passed away. She was a deaf one. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Lori, 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 Lori was Ice. Sorry, Ice. <laughs> she just called me the other day. Remember their real name and their uh, yeah. gladiator name. <laughs> well, she's doing a podcast out in California. Okay. And she says, you know, she wanted me to come on. And I said, you know, it's funny you asked me to do that. I said, tell you what, I'm going to, I'll get a copy of this podcast I'm doing for my church. And I want you to listen to it first. And then, and then I'll be more than happy because she, on the other hand, she didn't like me at first at all. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she just thought I was the redneck country no pronunciation, just kind of about how I am now, you know, <laughs> but like y'all, you know, and she got offended by that. And, but we became mutually friends of respect because I was real. Mm. You know, my character never faltered, never faltered, never complained, signed every autograph, didn't matter. And that, re- that gained respect for her. Right. She still always called me a country monkey and stuff like that. But I didn't <laughs> care, you know. It didn't bother me. So I even, you know, softened her heart, you know. And then the other gladiators, it's a, it's a bond, man. That's what made that show so great, right? Yeah. Like, it was it was a bond of brothers and sisters that got together and competed. And every event after that has been from gladiators, right? Like, you got The Rock. You got Stone Cold. They all got these challenges now. Yeah. Well, Gladiators was the foothold. Yeah. And it was because it was real. And a lot of people, most common question that's always asked, was it rigged? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, if you understand the story, the answer to the question is no. However, if it, if it was filming and it got to the end and someone got hurt, they tried not to target the injury. Okay. Yeah. But other than that, it's, it's a competition. And, and how cool is this, right? David and Goliath, right? <laughs> I don't take no part in being Goliath, but, you know, they had their weaknesses and strengths. You know, the, the contender is usually about 180 to 200 pounds. That's where they like to keep them, okay? They're fast, they're, they're quick. Then you got the gladiator, big, you know, quick, but big, you know, always playing defense. The gladiator yeah. never yeah. gets to play off other than breakthrough where it's a mutual wrestling <laughs> thing. So it's kind of like a David versus Goliath, you know, in the reaction time. Yeah. You know? But I can go on with stories to tell, like, the pugil sticks when you broke it. You know, when you broke a pugil stick, that that was a big deal because that was 80-gauge PVC. Right. Ribs in it. You know, there was 80-gauge um, disc in the padding part. So when you broke one of them, you know, you, you broke it, and they snapped. Yeah, you know? and, and so you know, <laughs> I've cool. only got two, 
Titan's got like 13. Okay. I mean, and um, Jim. Reggie, what was your gladiator name? You tank. didn't tell us that. You were Tank. Tank. He was Tank. We waited every Sunday night to yeah. watch Gladiators. And you said Gladiators, there was a pain in your life. I think every man listening to this, we've had some pain from trying to mimic Gladiators. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we've all been knocked off something, pulled off something, or something thrown at us a little too hard. Right. Trying to see if we could get to the test, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Reggie, so transitioning out of that, though, because there was a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of just opportunities and careers kind of as the gladiator season came to an end. And mm-hmm. even back here locally in Florida, uh, in Titusville, uh, with, with, your, with your career there, uh, with gladiator nutrition, uh, with your training career, uh, and even with some stunt work, you know, out at the Space Center. I remember you sharing a story with me about, you know, uh, filming some stunt work out at the Space Center. So transitioning from gladiators, because I had a relationship with Disney, um, my trailer was right next to the stunt trailer. <laughs> I got to talk to them guys and they were telling me this job, you know, you come over, you do three 20 minute or 30 minute shows. You get paid for eight. They pay for all your stunt school. And I said, sign me up <laughs> because big people don't fall well. Right. You know what I mean? That's why you don't see a lot of big movie stars is because the stunt doubles got to be big too. And the air, air, um, they call it air awareness and stuff like that. They don't have it. You know, they learn it. And I was all in and had a bad accident from that where I felt, about 30 feet and I split my head open and uh, had to go get sewed up. And um, then I did a movie as an extra, but a stunt on the movie Contact with Jodie Foster. And I hurt my back with a high falls there because I was the only big guy. And um, that led into me having to go into, you know, getting my back operated on. But I, but I also transcend to training and nutrition. And had a storefront here in Titusville for about 17 years. Right. Where I offered nutrition and training. And, and and then that just merged into this more life coach, you know, more reward. And, and, and promised a different way, right? Through that biblical truth. Like the, the truth of the biblical that goes unfaltered. It doesn't need anything, right? It stands its own, its own pedestal, right? Right. You know, other things need backdrops and stuff like that. Look at this room. Look at all these pictures in here, right? Right, right. Right? The truth? Yeah. Let's be one color. Because <laughs> that's all it would need, right? <laughs> so when you start living your life like I have, that's really accelerated since you've known me. Yeah. Right, right. So there's been this growth on me has just really got contagious yeah. over the last couple of years. Sir, so, and, and, and a lot of it's through your messages. Yeah. I mean, I try to text you all the time when <laughs> I get that message because I think it's important that you get that, yeah, you know, from an I individual. That. I know, yeah. be, because it says it's working, right? Absolutely. And, and, and it is, right? And, and and every time I come here, you know, I get something out of it, just like these books. So once again, God's using my church through, through, through the Spirit, and it's enhancing my life, like to be bold, to be courageous, you know? But that's to be passionate, right? Love. Tell us about that. Tell us about the, um, we were just talking about this a moment ago and, and even, um, last year or so when you, I'd come to your, your gym and met with you a couple times and mm-hmm. you were just 
pouring knowledge into me uh, and just amazed. And, and I just remember walking into your gym for the first time at his house. He's got a, a training facility right there at his house. And, and this is, uh, you're picturing Reggie, he's a gladiator. This guy, you guys can't see him. Obviously this podcast is not video, but, uh, he's a specimen, man. And so you, you get in there and you're just thinking, man, well, there's all the weights and there's all the machines, but, but then there was something I didn't expect. And I walked in there and in your walls have all these, uh, you know, just posters like like uh, anatomy type posters of the human body and the Absolutely. the muscles and the the ligaments and the bones and like this is much more than just you know throwing some weights around. Like you are passionate about uh, our bodies and about how God created us and designed us and and everyone I've talked to about you and, and your name comes up in conversation. I said, well, that guy, man, not only is he passionate, but but he knows his stuff. He spent a lifetime you know, just studying and learning from anyone he can uh, about the human body, you know, and it's not just this, you know, gym thing and weights and throwing around and growing, but there's so much more to it. And, and one of the things that you talk about are those five components. Mm -hmm. uh, share, share those with us. Okay. So like all the charts of the anatomy and stuff like that, or so that you can create, first of all, a stick figure, right? And, and that's all, that's the simplest, that's the way to do it. Just stick figure. Okay, and, and, and understanding, you know, when a door binds or catches, okay, well, something's wrong with the hinging, okay, so our circles are our hinges, and, and that alignment is important to understand, and then you can start looking at the grains of the muscle and stuff like that, and the muscle goes with the grain, it doesn't go counter grain, you know, and, and movement, right, movement's so important, so there's five elements, and I'm I'm going to share a story with you and I'm going to make it as quick as I can because this was when I knew looking back that God was always there guys. Right. And, and, and my wife, could, both my wives, okay. Could confess to this. Right. So I would go to schools as a gladiator. Right. And I had these principles already planned out and, and to go through them real quick and I'll go in a little more detail. It's believing in yourself. Okay. And, and, and now, you know, even then I use my faith, like a God made me and he made me perfectly in his image. And, you know, and then, and then hydration, every function of your body needs it. I mean, then the nutrition, because you got to have the fuel, the, the building of the muscle doesn't happen in the gym. Mm. It happens when you get home. See, everybody thinks of breaking down the muscle is the building. No, none. That's, that's inflammation. <laughs> so if you don't feed the machine afterwards, what it does with that information could be flatlining, okay? So I try to educate everybody to where, look, these are basic things, but you gotta create new habits. You know, habits of thinking create patterns of these emotions that are morally neutral that result in repetitive behaviors. And, 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 and we all know habits with abuse and stuff like that, but there's good habits too. You wake up and you brush your teeth every day, comb your hair. <laughs> Take a shower. Those, those are habits, right. right? So when you have to come in and you want to make a change in your life, first of all, it's got to be really important. Then where is it lining up, right? I always go back to my faith, you know, because that's where you're going to get most of your encouragement. You're going to get most of your supplements, most of your pro from him. Mm. And you don't, there's no word. Like it's not Reggie talking anymore. It's just Reggie saying what he says. Right. Very simple. I'm bold. I'm victorious. I'm adequate. I had to look that word up. I didn't think 
took me a long time just to pronounce it, but adequate. I'm good at everything I do. That means not better than you, Brad or Barry, right? The best I can be. That's right. Right. And, that, and that's why we're in a nutrition to make a change. So you got to get like, look, it's got to be right in front of your face. So going to these schools, I, I didn't have the belief thing. Okay. That's new. Right. I had hydration, nutrition, training, and rest. But I, I, as I sit here today, as God's my witness, every time I went to the kids and I said, there's four things. There's yeah. four things, yeah. right? I hold up all five things. And I'm holding up all five things <laughs> to the point to where my wife, this is how strong God is, right? I think he got desperate, right? He's like, all these other things, you're not paying attention to me. So I would put my hand in my pocket like this, because Michelle would be in the background and going, you know, four, four. Four, four. But it didn't matter every single time. It was always five. And where do you see first that thumb? Yeah. I see that thumb first, right? And I went, so then I started connecting the dots, you know, that, hey, wait a minute, man, belief. If you don't believe you can do it, you're not going to commit to it, right? Mm, so you good. have to believe, and then that's got to be backed up with an action, okay? Right. You got to do something different. Then you got to be accountable with discipline to repeat it. Right. And like anything we do at first, we're not good at. Okay. We got to learn it, but there's a value in it, right? There's a payoff. So I simplify things where I've been doing it 37 years to where I, I know what's going to work for a large percentage of the population. And if that doesn't, I got a few other tricks because <laughs> it's like I've everybody's unique by themselves, like a fingerprint, but at the same time, their story's the same, just a different character. And that's what I have. And a lot of it's just belief. I can, you know, and because the population is on a merge of being very unhealthy, you know, we're, we're approaching 60% on obesity across the nation. We're at 42.6% right now. Anything above 34%, you can't receive vitamin D3, E, A, and K. Vital, vital nutrition to your health, right? Mm. And, and so I'm like, look, obesity is just, it's not, it's just a word. You got anorexia on this side. Right. It's an ugly word too. But instead of doing something about it for the last couple decades, they've improved it. So now you got morbid obesity wow. and super morbid obesity. And those are medical terms now. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don't y'all see the elephant in the room? Yeah, right. You know what that causes, right? Hydration, right? Explain to them because, you know, bottom line is the reason why people don't drink water like they used to is because it's boring. It's tasteless. And look at the choices going to 7-Eleven. Yeah. You got water and then you got 50 other choices, <laughs> if not 100. Right, okay? right. And we've gotten away from drinking water, but here's the importance of water. Okay. Hydration of the body decides whether you're lacidic or alkaline. And once you go into the, the lacidic of over below four, well, there's the problem with that, right? Your triglycerides grabs calcium on its way through the bones. And that's what we call plaque. Hmm. biggest heart disease is plaque biggest cause of plaque water uh, lack of lack of because lack of taste and lack of choices you know and 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 so understanding why water that makes another another level of drinking water when you hear that way yeah well, i don't want plaque no, then yeah. drink some water yeah and then explaining to them you know like well i get full i can't drink it and i go that tells you you're backed up, okay? Because it's just a filtration device in a carrier. That's it. It doesn't get digested. It gets leaks through the gut. 
okay, because it's so important. So if the you got a lot of toxins in your body and you're in an acidic state, right, the kidneys can't keep up. So and there's nothing wrong with the kidneys. They're just, hey man, I got to get this as I can, right? Right. So so hydration, water, man. How simple is that? Not to mention your joints and recovery and stuff like that. And then basic nutrition, talking about the metabolism and, and going four hours and saying, look, you don't want to shut it off. You know, look, I tell people, once you get a diet going in water, weigh yourself at night and weigh yourself in the morning and ask yourself one question. Where did the weight go? Right. I was sleeping. Right. Like, like I weigh myself before I go to the gym. I come home, I'm hung, I weigh more. But yet, if I weigh myself before I go to bed and I... Wake up and, you know, don't go to the bathroom. You're going to be lighter. Where'd it go? Right. Fat loss comes through your breath. Breathe it out. And that's when, remember I told you, that's when really stuff's moving and building and stuff like that. Not at the gym. It's the recovery and the rest. So you explain the reasons why there's these five principles. Yeah. Okay. And then once they have that, you just make it very simple. Yeah. Okay. It's not these new exercises and stuff, although they're great. Just learn the basics, man. Learn leg exercise, learn some hip mobility, okay? And then just take the results, right? And everybody starts at a level of fitness that's usually, if you take your arms and spread them out as far as you can, that's fitness. Anywhere's in there, you're healthy, okay? And in your journey, you just want to see movement, right? You're that. That's right. Look at yes. that span Barry's got. <laughs> there you go, Barry's, Barry's the healthiest one yeah, in the room. The big span. Right? So, yes. you know, when you explain that, right? But what's but what I'd like to get back to, right, is think about our faith, right? Doesn't it work the same way? Mm-hmm. You gotta believe. Yeah. Th- then you gotta put action. It's gotta be important to you. Yeah. Like like this is important to me now. I you know I'm I'm, I'm man like I said I'm so grateful that I was a gladiator and Hercules and rode bulls. I really am because it was exciting and stuff like that. But but where my life is now, I think back. Wow, it's right where it's supposed to be, right? But it's so much different. Yeah, I'm not living for Reg anymore. You know what I mean? That's so good. So, but but when I do, which I do too often, right? Man, I fail a lot, man. Mm. When I, when I drive, someone's gonna make me mad. Right. Yeah. But when I just give it to God, nothing. So it's it's so so the more you practice it, the more it starts happening. Yeah. The more that 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 no one else can do it. Okay. You know it, it was him, and you want to share these stories, right? Not so much for your conviction because look, man, this really does happen. But there's some steps you got to take. Yeah. It ain't got to be complicated, man. He wants this relationship. Yeah, yeah man, I, that makes me think about a lot of times just talking to you and in our conversations about, you know, just our health, really, and uh, just the physical part of our, our makeup and our body. And like God made us in his image. You've said that multiple times and in his perfect image. And, and uh, just understanding like a holistic approach, right? So uh, as individuals, as men right here in this room, like there, there is a, uh, there is a physical side, there's a spiritual side, there's an emotional side, right? There is a a mental side that, that all of those, the sum of all those together make up who we are. Right. And, you know, oftentimes we can, we can ignore the physical side, mm-hmm. you know, we can ignore the physical and we can obviously the emotional and the, in the spiritual, and we can ignore the spiritual, you know, a lot of times we, we really just focus on the tangible, what we, what we feel, we let our feelings lead our life or, yep. or what we see and what we experience. But, but I really believe that God's design is to grow us in all of these areas, 
right? To grow mm-hmm. us in all these areas. And you said something just a few moments ago, to be the best version of us, right? Not right. not not to compare or with anyone else, right? right? Not to covet other people's journey or or life or to compare, but to be the best version of who we are. And I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking, you know, in, in Luke, the gospel of Luke chapter two, uh, the story of Jesus. Remember when him and uh, Mary and Joseph, they traveled to Jerusalem and mm-hmm. they, they lost Jesus. Luke chapter two, they lost him and they began their journey back yes. and they traveled for a day, a day before they realized they'd lost their son. Right. Yep. They went back, they're looking all over him. And just to kind of summarize, they find, they find Jesus and Jesus says like, what do you mean you lost me? Like you should have known. I would be about my father's business, right? right like I was, right. he was in the temple and Jesus was teaching these religious leaders as a 12 year old boy. But then it says something at the end of chapter two, it says Jesus returned home with his mother and father and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. And I, I love that. That's Luke two fifty two. Uh, and my, my my good friend Dennis Taylor, he probably listened to this sometime. But Dennis uh, loves that. Uh, uh, he calls it the total package. You know, right. like how do we grow? Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, physically, yep. and relationally with God and with people. That's right. And I think there's like this holistic thing, and like and, yeah. and as men, and not to you know to overemphasize one over the other like like really like as we approach life and we approach who God's called us to be like there's really and I've just learned this in the last couple of years or really kind of begin to practice it I should say mm-hmm. of like hey my physical being is part of who I am in Christ. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the way that I care for myself and the way that I uh, demonstrate or practice self-discipline and drinking water, per se, right? You know, right. things like that. That's been a struggle for me the past couple of years. That's probably been one of the hardest habits for me uh, to change is to drink more water. Right. Um, but when I begin to look at it, not as this like, you know, sacrifice or this suffering thing, but but more as a devotion thing. Right. Like I'm I'm doing this because I want to care for the body that God's given me so that I can best serve him mm-hmm. and his purposes. And and I'll tell you, Reggie, you know, this journey that I've been on, but but uh I, we've talked a lot about it, but you've been just an inspiration, man, and and really just seeing your passion, just what I'm trying to explain here is the passion of how those things are interlinked, you know, mm-hmm. of of our physical bodies and our health um, with our journey following Jesus. And Absolutely. it's an incredible thing. And, and, um, and, and, and also, uh, I was just sharing with some guys this morning, you know, how we live in such a performance-based society. Absolutely. And so we have to really be careful of that because we can think caring for ourselves physically uh, that it's only successful if we look like the images on the magazine or we look right. like the images on TV and we have this unrealistic expectation and we're down ourselves and that's not what we're talking about at all. No, we're no. not talking about that at all. We're talking about caring for our bodies in a way that's honoring to God, in a way that enables us to live out the plans. Because He says in Ephesians that we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works that He planned in advance for us advance. to do. Right, right. And right. so, in order for us to live those things out and to fulfill those things, um, we we need to be. Uh, physically able of doing that. My, my friend Andy Wood out in California, uh, he, he pastors Saddleback Church. So at Andy, uh, he's, he's, a, he's an incredible, incredible man. And Andy told me this a few years ago. He said, a, a spiritual man, ministry demands a physical body. 
Uh, he went through a health transformation himself, lost a whole bunch of weight, and really kind of this clicked for him, you know, of like what it looks like. But but anyways, we could talk for days about that. And I want to I want to get into this. One yeah, thing, go ahead. One go ahead. Because you said that performance based, right? Yeah. Because that's a real big issue going on right now. Absolutely. Because what are we looking for? Statistics. Yeah. Right. So I quickly tell people, listen, is that who you want to be, or do you want to be this best version? Because what if what what if you uh, lose the weight but feel miserable? You know, then what? Then, then then are you living a lie? So I tell people, look, yes, we live in this performance based world, but we gather statistics from that. But I don't like those statistics anymore. Plus, I'm trying to build my own statistics. Right. I want to hold myself accountable. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of how I feed off that. You yeah. know, as far as look, let's do this for yourself. Let's make it important. Yeah, the the enemy the the enemy is a contentment thief, and the the two primary ways he robs us of our contentment is to get us to covet and to compare. compare so when compare, we fall compare. into that trap of comparing, you'll find yourself discontent right away. Right. And so we have to be on guard uh, on our hearts. We have to be on guard on our minds and what we allow that to happen. And know, like, man, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue this as a devotion to my Lord, mm-hmm. not yes. not for attention from other people. Or comparison to other people and so really really keeping that in check you know right and right. i would encourage you man if you're listening you know and you're on a journey or you maybe aren't on a journey yet but you feel that nudging right pushing you. right now you feel a nudging of like man i need to do a better job at caring for myself get some people in your corner you know get some get Absolutely. some other men to to hold you accountable and and do that i'm i'm part of a group right now uh, through text, uh, a bunch of friends of mine, a couple of friends, and then a bunch of their friends out in Texas, and we're we're doing that seventy-five strong challenge. So okay. seventy-five days of of drinking a gallon of water, uh, two forty-five minute workouts, reading ten pages, and some type of eating plan. And I have not perfectly lived up to it, and so I I had confessed to them that uh, you know several days ago I, I I've missed some of those things, and they said, hey, we got grace in our group. Just keep keep plugging, you know, so I'm not disqualified, you know, so if you're listening to this, my guys, my buddies out in Texas, I'm, I'm, I'm still plugging along. I'm still doing the best I can. Even if I don't make it perfectly, it's still helping me create habits. And so just getting started and, and you're going to see results. Absolutely. Either way, you know, and so just doing what you can. But, but Reggie, um, so one, real quick, one of the I'm things, sorry yeah, he, go ahead. You know, keep you, stirring the pot, Brad. Keep stirring the pot, man. But here's the deal, Brad. Right now, when you're not, you know, not fulfilling the requirement, right? Here's the bottom line with that, right? Right now, because it's new, I call those mistakes. Right. Okay. Now, keep repeating the same mistake. Now it's a bad choice. Right. And and then the reality has to come. Like, why am I failing here? Is it just forgetfulness? Okay. We'll set an alarm. You know, but mistakes are growth, you know, right? Because that means you're paying attention. Yeah. You recognize the mistakes. So you're not, not like you're remembering. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Well, those are learning opportunities. Just don't repetitive becomes bad choices. Yeah. Yeah. Reggie, this is something really uh, crazy because you said this earlier in the podcast, you said, um, every time you come on Sundays and, and, and I can testify to this, you always uh, tell me or Barry or whoever's teaching that day, like, man, like God was just speaking directly to me. This is exactly what I'm going through. But, but a couple weeks ago, it took the cake, took the cake. So we started a series here at the Grove called live like you're dying. It was the Mm -hmm. first week. And we said, man, what if we 
uh, only had 30 days to live, how would that impact our life? How would we view our relationships, our priorities? Yeah. How would we spend those days? And you, no kidding, came up to me at the end of that service and said, Rad, you're not going to believe this, uh, but I was on a plane this week from Cuba to Florida that caught on fire, <laughs> Southwest plane on fire, and you and Michelle were on the plane, and I said, well, Reggie, you you took the cake right here. You literally, uh, you couldn't have lived this message out anymore uh, than what you experienced as far as a, a near-death experience, and tell us about that. So... So like I said earlier, right, where my life is now is, is, is different. It's just exciting because I, you know, we didn't touch on it, but I, you know, I train jet skiers, world class. Um, but the, the biggest thing is, 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 uh, just had a brain fart guys. I'm sorry. Um, is this, um, retract real quick. Well, I was just talking about your trip from okay, Cuba from to Cuba. Florida okay. and the plane. So here's the deal, right? Talking about not giving it to God, right? I'll say, God, thank you for this, like that, but but there's no intent. There's no surrender. Right. We talked about that, right? Yeah. Well, here's the growth. Maybe, maybe, and, and Brad, this is, this is right. This is like your message, right? Live like you're dying. So we're coming back. I'm on the emergency row, okay? And when you're coming from Cuba or any foreign language, you, those are always open because you got to speak English. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and they're kind of mean. Like they don't even ask you to speak English. You look like you can't. They just said, <laughs> so. I, I'm sitting there, right? I'm on the wing, and we go to take off. You know, we always pray before we take off. Sure. And, you know, and we pray a little bit different now when we take off because we've been on a couple planes since. So we get up, and I'm looking out the window because I'm always hunting. You know, bird food. Boy, I can see deer. I can see whatever. <laughs> so I'm always looking, right? And I start seeing we're starting to get in the clouds. That made me turn away. And then I heard a vibration. And this all kind of happened really, really fast, as, as you can imagine. So I hear this vibration. My eyes go out the window again. And I see this motorcycle just viciously shaking. I thought it was going to tear off. I mean, this was a surreal. This was it. And bah, 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 bam. Okay. And I'm still looking out the window, you know, and making sure this thing's not going to fall off. You know, we decelerated. And, and I turn around like this, and I grab Michelle's hand, and I says, honey, looked her square in the eyes, and I says, we're going down. I said, but we're going to be okay, because mm. our God's bigger than this. That's right. And I prayed. Yeah. I prayed right then and there, right? But I ended my prayer with, yeah. God, use me. Yeah. God, use mm. me. At that same moment, okay, people are banging because there's no mass deployed. We weren't at 10,000 feet, you know, and they potentially don't want to add oxygen when there's a potential fire. And I'm looking down the corridor and I see this roll of smoke and you can smell the, just electrical, you know, just that nasty oh, yeah. plastic smelling. And I looked up and I, and I could get my fingernail. They're, you can't see them, but they all busted off. I, one of my fingernails was bleeding. And I get that cover up and then I just ripped the whole compartment down. And I said, I got you, God. And I went, did Mike and them. I went behind him, did a little baby, you know, about a two-year-old, put the mask on, and then I just started going to work. I started going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And at the same time, I'm starting to get a little nervous, right, because I'm starting to get a little lightheaded from breathing all that smoke. And I'm wondering, okay, is Michelle going to be, you know, is she worried about me? You know? So it happened so quickly, right? Yeah. I got to my seat and I grabbed my wife's hand again. I said, we're going to be okay. 
That's right. So we're going to be okay. And we landed, right? So the biggest part of my life, if anybody out there know this, I've had an adventure life. I could tell you stories and stories and stories, and they're exciting and they're true. But now the stories I tell, I'm living the truth. That's right. I'm, I'm actually living it. That's right. And I have this ultimate relationship. And a lot of it's because of what I receive. I mean, I think my church is the most amazing church in the world now because because it's real. You you every, awesome. everybody comes and, and it's like it's joyful. And then the outreach that this church does with the community, I mean, it's it's like amazing, right? It's like like you you said something go. I want to see if everybody decided to go to church today. Where would they sit? Yeah. And I went, "Wow." Right? And I don't know if you remember this and we can stop here is Nine to fifteen percent work out and take care of themselves. And yeah, the first you shared thing, this with me before. The first yeah, thing you yeah. told me is you got really good, and you go, "Wow!" And you told me the same thing applies for, with our religion. Yeah. So I don't like those odds, right? Yeah. I, I'm on a seventy plus percent tile. Yeah. So I want to express myself. Yeah. So what Reggie's talking of, Barry, we and I, you and I have yeah. this conversation that in our in our region here in coastal Florida. About fifteen percent of our community is connected to a local church and to Jesus. And that's so right. Reggie was telling me one day that that's that nine to fifteen percent is the same. That's the same percentage of people that care for themselves physically with their nutrition and exercise. And I thought that was kind of a unique uh, parallel there, right? Especially like in my world, right? Yeah. Because that's what I'm I'm all about now is this this biblical approach. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's what God's got me affecting people yeah. is this biblical approach with a lifetime of a knowledge of having fun and just receiving, right? Stop trying to do it yourself, man. Yeah. You're gonna right. fail every time. You're gonna fail every time. But when you give it to him, it's remarkable. They don't never stop. Like I told you earlier, and I'll stop. Like I'm benching again, you know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not benching a lot, but I did 225 18 times. But that's only like my sixth session. That's only my sixth yeah. session benching again. Yeah. And not to mention how good it feels. Like God blessed me with the feeling of a pump again from straight bar. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's not he's not done with me yet. No. Yeah. He's you know what I love I love about Reggie. That. He just said this on the plane too, because this is this is a. This is a wiring thing, you know, like we're all, we're, all, we're all wired differently, you know, given different strengths and personalities. But I think this is something as believers, if you're listening as a follower of Christ, I, I like to call it uh, prayers of participation, because a, a lot of times we pray and we ask God to intervene in situations, us, yeah. right? We ask God to, you know, intervene in our financial situation, our relational situation, to intervene in a, a friend or a family member that doesn't know him and we're praying for their salvation. And and that's great. I mean, I mean, don't stop praying. Like keep praying and asking God to to do these things. He, you know, he tells us in his word to to ask, you know, and Absolutely. to come to him to make our request known. But I love what you said, and, and, I, and I see this in all aspects of your life, is you pray prayers of participation. Yeah. So you're praying prayers, not only asking God to intervene, but saying, God, how do you want to use me? Absolutely. And I that's think right. that's so powerful for all of us to hear this, you know, like whatever, whatever we're into, whatever area of life, whatever season of life as a, as a man, as a, a husband, a father, young kids, grown kids, professionally, whatever, we all have needs. 
we all have things that we need God desperately for uh, to intervene in our situation. But but that habit, that's a habit. That's a that's a habit yeah. that you you create of saying, God, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna believe that it's capable because of you. Absolutely. And I know that you don't need me. You know that you don't need us, right? Right. You don't need me, but I'm I'm praying prayers of participation, asking that you would use me in this. Yeah. And so, for example, you're praying for salvation for a coworker. Well, you can pray every morning. God, would you reveal yourself to this individual? Would you would you just you know open their eyes and their heart and their mind to to see their need for you? And that's an incredible prayer. A prayer of participation would say, God, would you allow an opportunity for me to share my faith with them today? Absolutely. God, would you allow me to be a, a spiritually aware uh, to speak into their life? And so now you're still praying for their salvation, but you're praying, God, would you use me? And I know that's true for Reggie. And even on the plane, you hear me say, he grabbed me yeah. and said, God, God, use me, I right? Did. God, use I, I me. Did. And uh, and that, and that's... then there was action. You know, we talked about this action, you know, this belief element, mm -hmm. this participation, putting action to it and, and just really being men of God, you Absolutely. know, and, and, and whether that's it be good. in a crazy situation like that, you know, not many of us been on a plane on fire, praise God for, for that, you know, uh, going well and the safety of you guys and everyone on the plane, but, but someone who's ready to step up and say, man, I'm ready to act on that. But, but Reggie, I, I know we could spend all evening here uh, talking with you and it never gets old, man. So yeah, appreciate I'll, you I'll so much. Anytime y'all want. Man. I appreciate you so much, man. And just what you do and, and the inspiration you are and, and look forward to just our friendship growing over the years Absolutely. and uh i thank you guys for tuning in uh to another episode of russell brothers live the adventure podcast uh, we'll talk to you again real soon <laughs>